So Django, you're drinking something that you've invented. It sounds like it was a dregs situation that you decided to go in a different direction with, and it turned out into something nice. Yeah, the origin story isn't great. <laughs> um, well, what is it? <laughs> well, it's um, it's whiskey bourbon with a with a splash of white wine in it, and it, you know, it happened because I was drinking white wine, and I guess I was too lazy to. <laughs> it was whiskey time, right? Um, and I, I filled the glass with whiskey, and um, it's really good. It's, I like it a lot. It's actually really nice. There's something going on that you wouldn't expect at all when you when you hear what, when you when you imagine white wine and you imagine whiskey. Like you think, oh, it's you know kind of gross, but the bourbon it has like a nice sourness to it. It's really refreshing. I wonder. I wonder if it's a thing already. And and you. Just, no, I looked it up. You did. I looked it up because I was like, this is really good. I wonder if like people are on this. And and like one 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 person said like they did, they did like some cocktail with like elderflower liquid and like white wine and whiskey. It's like, sounds too complicated. This is great. And this is like a, one of the most readily available cocktails <laughs> ever. And it's super. What do you what do you call it? The dregs. I like the dregs. <laughs> or a boring origin story. That's good, too. That could be good, too. Whiskey on a summer's day is kind of, like, not good to me. It's a little, like, heavy and, like, oh, shit, you know? Yeah. But with, with, with white wine. And, and you put it over ice. It feels ice. friendlier. It was, it's actually yeah. really good. Yeah. I tried it. Um, so I haven't seen this, but I did, I did find it on the internet. Um, uh, uh, Taylor Lorenz posted it. Um, or a screenshot of it, but I thought it would be kind of funny to listen to a few seconds of this. Um. <laughs> ...is brought to you by The Luton Chronicles, a fantasy series free to read at www.ottercomics.us. Because it seems very sincere. Hello, I'm Oren Otter. The purpose of this routine is to allow you to experience a transformation to your own senses into a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What? If you're not able to get the desired results the first time, don't worry. Going into trance is an acquired skill just like any other, and some people will have better results than others. So if you don't get the results you want, I encourage you to keep trying. If you have any misgivings about hypnosis, I would like to assure you that going into trance is as safe as sleep. We should definitely actually try it. <laughs> I'm, Let's give it a go. I'm, I'm totally... In, I've been hypnotized, and it's really interesting. You've been hypo hypnotized? Hypnotized. Be in but, but don't you have to look at that time. thing? I don't you think you have, have to look at the wheel. I think we could just close our eyes. I think we could just close our eyes and let the transformation begin. No. Now, I would like you to lie or sit in a position where your head is supported. Because I'm going to be taking you into a state of deep relaxation. So go ahead and get comfortable. No, <laughs> this is, if you don't have to be looking at this, it's going to happen to anyone who listens to this. I think that's, I and think that's a risk worth taking. No, There's a disclaimer. No, this Beware, you may become a T-Rex. <laughs> concentrating on your toes. His cadence sure is really interesting for this kind of thing. As it can it's possibly good. be. And as you do. No, no. Going to you can't do no, 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 no. I just want to skip ahead a little bit. Making all of the muscles in your forearms relax. Is he really going to try to make us a Tyrannosaurus Rex? 
as it makes all of the muscles let go of the stress, let go of the cares. Do you have to pay for this? No, it's YouTube. There's multiple too. Really? There's a few different T-Rex transformation videos. Into your abdomen. This could be dangerous. What do you? What? What? Who, what, what, what? How is that going to be dangerous? Because <laughs> all the T Rexes are going to be. <laughs> to believe that you're a T Rex. Have you watched Jurassic Park? <laughs> Making all of the muscles relax and feel good. Yeah, but he, then he could say anything. It could be a Tyrannosaurus Rex, or you know, suddenly you're going to. 163 likes. The comments of my voice. That's it. I've tried different videos from you, and the only two that have come close to working are the reindeer toy routine and the velociraptor routine. This one actually worked for a good five minutes after the video. I felt like my hips expanded, I grew a scales and a tail, had a massive snout, and only had two fingers. Yeah, I, I don't think this is a good idea for the young people of today. You, you're worried about too many T-Rexes. I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried about... Uh, someone messing with someone's mind who might not be in a good place to have their mind messed with. Oh, Pixel 2 agrees with you. He says, I can't get hypnotized. It's driving me crazy. But why do they want to get hypnotized? I can't get... There are 163 people who went, yeah, this is a good idea to become a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Yeah, and Darkling Frost says it's so cool. I don't know. I mean, it, why is it out there, you know? Why is it out there? Uh, see, that's that. it just doesn't sound like a good idea that someone can take over. It's kind of like, you know, a takeover of your brain. I don't like that. It's just a guided meditation, but at the end of it, but instead of stress-free, you're a Tyrannosaurus Rex. There are some good um, meditations out there, binaural brainwaves. I'm I I do love that. Hmm. I uh, can't remember the binaural brainwaves, but it was a it was a more advanced version that they just came up with that I tried, and I honestly felt when I was listening to it with you know really good earphones, is that it was raining not outside of me but inside of me. That was very cool. Mm. That was very cool. But that was just about complete relaxation, not, you know, let's become a, you know, a dinosaur. Well, what's or wrong a with toy what's reindeer. wrong with that? I I'm just worried about what the applications could be. All right, I was looking at the internet too, and I found some interesting things. Um how do you feel about lion burgers? Or giraffe carpaccio like would i eat that yeah um i don't know i mean well what did you find well what i found is that there's a company called primeval foods and they have a website and um they are successfully growing meat in a lab from cultured cells. So it's it's the same kind of, uh, it's done in bioreactors that they make beer and yogurt in, the same bioreactors. Um, and they take cells from captive animals, lions, elephants, mm. and they grow the meat. Mm. So their whole thing is, um, we eat 
domesticated meat because it's easy to domesticate, but it's not necessarily the best for us. And that meat eaters, uh, if we were to eat lions and tigers and jaguars and things like that, the meat of them, but no animal gets hurt, no animal gets killed, um, it could change our gut microbiome and our brain because it's a whole different protein and amino acid profile. So it's that's kind of interesting to me. And by the way, for people who have to have you know, burgers at all, why aren't we doing it in, uh, in bioreactors? Don't, don't kill any animals. Don't have them grazing on huge patches of, of land. Don't deforest places so that they can have cattle. All of that would be unnecessary. Grow it in bioreactors. For sure. I mean, I, I guess, yeah, that's the moral, moral stance to take. I mean, I, I've had an Impossible Burger, and I, I prefer a regular burger. I do. Yeah. I mean... But if that regular burger didn't kill an animal and didn't take up space in a, you know... And what is it? Their, their, their farts do bad things to... The greenhouse gases. Yeah, greenhouse gases. Yeah. You know? So all of that would be... But to stop them from farting, you just have to, like, say, okay, well, no, no more cows... You just have to kill all the cows. Well, no, just you know, let them die. I don't know. Yeah, just stop breeding them. And eventually, you know, in a matter of how many years, how long do cows live? Quote from Nana Visitor on cows, let them die. <laughs> it's so Marie Antoinette. Let them stance. all die. <laughs> no, I mean, let them die natural deaths. Or, But the fact is, stop breeding them. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think you're right. Um, what did they say about how Lion Burger tastes? Well, they didn't go into that. Yeah. So they didn't go into the taste of it, and I'm sure it's something that we would have to get used to okay. uh, because if and it's, you know, it's not fatty, but things like, you know, you, you have a Tiger Burger and then you drizzle it with elephant oil, you know, because they are fatty. It sounds really awful, yeah. but I, you know, could it, be the could be the future. You it know? I mean, could be, and then of course my mind goes to a scary thing where people are grown, and we go, yeah, that's the best thing for us to eat. It all gets terrifying. Well, but, I already have a uh, insatiable desire to eat lions, so it would be nice to be able to. <laughs> they this company <laughs> is made for people like you. Yeah. But actually, you know, it's not like an animal is created. It's just literally the muscle meat. Mm. That's it. Mm. It's just meat. So um, there's no brain attached to it. No, mm. you know, no rabbit ears. So it, I find that really kind of great. It's a great idea. Gir giraffe carpaccio <laughs> sounds like maybe the worst it sounds, Imagine preparation for yeah, uh, but don't forget there uh, is meat. there is a people eat that they they spend I don't how much money getting all this uh, exotic game yeah. across the world they do it already yeah. Um, yeah this way you know they could do it for real and not be hurting anybody so I found a, a wear otter transformation hypnosis. <laughs> Oh my God, what? Aware. Skip ahead. What does this mean? Go ahead and <laughs> stretch out if you need to. 
shift your weight, be as comfortable as you need to be. What's his voice? Take our little break. And Go then ahead. Start back down. Yeah. As I say, ten, drifting back down. He's terrifying. This is awesome. Nine, going deeper and deeper no. with each note. And what happens when at the end? Who is this person? The skin growing out what? in each gap between your toes. Oh my God! But at the same time, your toes are growing longer. What? Out to become as long as your fingers. But then where does the wear werewolves your <laughs> themselves are becoming longer, changing from human feet into an otter's flippers. <laughs> this ears is are becoming smaller. The biggest waste of time. <laughs> but also is it a fluffier. joke? It's got to be a joke. No, it's 41 minutes long. It's got to be a joke. It's got to be a really it could elaborate be embarrassing joke. for you later. Right, what could be embarrassing? Now, important that you must understand every time you transform. If you take your clothing off before you change, when you turn back, it will not reappear. This is bad. It will vanish. This on is its bad. Own every time this you is, transform. Don't tell anyone where to I'm find sure this because this is bad. <laughs> at, least at least he's like. Otherwise, you know, giving pro tips and stuff. It seems like he's... Later. Yeah. Yeah, so... Now, if you will follow me, I'm taking you through a doorway. Whoa. No, 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 no. He's, right. he's making people think that they can go out in the ocean. They're otters now. I don't and know I, if any, anybody's doing that. Well, but how can he do this? It's, it's kind of unconscionable. Ryan says, is this reversible? And if it is, how do I do this? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why it's not a good as, idea. He's stuck as a otter. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Alexander Fort, am I going to turn into an otter every time I take a shower? Question mark. No. Oh, that makes me. That makes me sad. And, it is. It and, is kind of sad. And I want to hug Alexander now, and have a deep, long talk with him. Oh my God. I I can hope that there. It's an elaborate, very dry, ironic joke. Um, Tiffany says, not to sound like a hater or anything, just wondering, do we turn into the animal, or are we still human, but we think we are? One? Oh, God, okay. Sorry if I offend anyone. <laughs> okay, so are there a lot of people who have just decided to give up being human? Well, and I mean, I look, I don't know. Is that know. what it is? I don't know if it's like um, tied into like the, you know, the furry culture or something like where, where you feel most comfortable uh, in an animal representation and maybe like, yeah, I, I, I have no idea. I mean, yeah, it's definitely like concerning. I, I wasn't concerned until I read people um, wondering if, if they were actually going to be the animal or not, you know, because it's. I, I, it, it could be like a fun acting exercise, you know. That's like, not I what get it into sounds the hyena like. Hyena mindset, you know, for for Lion King, right? Like, I. But um, <laughs> but the danger is that uh, this probably supersedes any um, childhood filter on YouTube, meaning it's available to anyone and like it's on kids' YouTube. Yeah, that is. It is dangerous because you know those masks that I have. Uh, for acting, you know, they're very powerful. And people can freak out when they 
when they, um, it's like taking your ego away, taking, if you look into a mirror and you have a mask on mm. in an acting exercise, um, it, it can be, it can really mess with people. I've seen people get very violent and violent. a little bit, yep, a little bit out of control. And I've heard uh, other people say they've seen people get very much out of control. So the person guide, having a guide for that kind of thing is really, really important to be able to come out of it and to, you know, it, it takes someone else as an authority that no matter where you are in mm. your brain, you're going to come out. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's dangerous. It's just dangerous. Oh, Whoa. my God. Sorry. I just... <laughs> No, no, no just, more. I, I, I just because the I want to show I, this looks is that really him? weird. No, that's an ad. Oh, that's Doctor Orenotter. Gary, Doctor of Transformation. That is. Okay. I'm licensed by the Uncanny Valley Medical Board as a doctor specializing in species transformation. And he <laughs> looks like a giant otter. Okay, so so he's uh, he's a furry. He's a furry. That explains it. I guess so, but I thought that was just sexual. It's probably deeply rooted in like identifying as a creature, as an animal, as whatever it is, that, whatever it is, and and that that's expressed through sexu sexuality. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Okay, I. I <laughs> uh, how did you find that? Um. Well. Taylor Lorenz, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a, you know, like, there's this journalist named Taylor Lorenz who's, who, you know, she finds it from meme pages, and I find stuff from, like, weird meme pages as mm. well. The best kind of meme page is a meme page with, like, 10,000 likes on it, where the person's just, like, going crazy on, you know, like, finding their own stuff, like, because the moment that a meme page gets to be, like, a million likes, it's all the stuff that people hear about, and the 10,000 like ones are still trying to like uncover, you know, figure out what the trends are and stuff. So I kind of, I, it's a meme is one of those things that I think I know what it is, but if someone asked me to say what it is, I couldn't say. Okay. So what constitutes a meme? What constitutes a meme? Yeah. Um, it's literally just like an image or video like that. I mean, for the most part, it's a, that's funny, you know? Like, it's just a comedic image or video. I even think that you could call, like, a, TikTok, like a, a popular TikTok a meme, you know? Okay. But the birthplace of it was actually, it's Dawkins, Richard Dawkins invented memes. What? Isn't that crazy? He invented memes in, in his book, The Selfish Gene. And, and in one of the chapters, he said that... Um, Ideas also replicate like genes, and he coined that a meme, uh, uh, um, like a something that's self-replicating, that that's an idea, and not a physical uh, a part of our body. Mm. Um, so memes are just something that that replicate on the internet in that way, you know, like they they I see they spread throughout the internet, and and yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that you know the origin of it. That's fascinating. I was reading the book. I mean, I was reading the book, and I was like, oh, my God. And I looked it up, and it was like, yeah, Richard Dawkins invented the meme, which is a hilarious backstory. <laughs> so 
as as we're uh, recording this, yesterday Roe v. Wade got hit, and it's hard not to talk about it. Um, even harder to talk about it even, after. Even harder to talk about wear it. Wear otter <laughs> transformation. It's yes, actually yes, uh, and this doesn't feel like the place for it, but I do want to say that um, I read an activist and she was talking about something else, but she said hope is a discipline and uh, and focus is a discipline too. That's me. And I think that that's really what I have to say about it, that we can't um, we, here's the thing. Sometimes I feel like as a people, we tend to be like the ocean, and that's powerful, but we are splashing up against a rock, you know, hitting it over and over and over again, and it feels like we're doing something. We're doing very little to that huge, huge rock. Mm -hmm. Um and I feel like we need to be like lava, where it's hot and slow, but as we go, we change the rock. It's, it's got to be less dramatic and more just slowly transforming the rock into the island we need. Yeah, I mean, I the day that that broke... Um, I was surprised because I wasn't responding the way I was expecting myself to. I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it the way I was expecting myself to. Like, ha obviously, being someone who cares about women's rights and is very much pro-choice, like, it didn't hit me. And then, like, a day or two later, I was driving and I just became very emotional. It was like, yeah, I lost hope. I mean, um. What, how do you how, you know what, what how do you maintain hope because when you're even saying that we need to be like lava something that you know could be construed as a lesson from right now is it doesn't matter what people want and how people act and how much marching we do and um you know because all, the only thing that matters is what what politicians have in mind and it's just like six people can determine you know what the majority of people the majority of people want access to abortions in america the majority of americans want gun reform you know but like our the agenda of the majority of americans is no longer valid which is i think a new a new thing i think that's like kind of a new develop at least in my lifetime that's never been that's never been the case there's there's always been some level of like oh the way we feel is represented but now it's like to have something taken away you know yeah um i read a fascinating and very illuminating article in the new york times by and i hope i get the name right ligaya mission and it was called The Long and Tortured History of Cancel Culture. And why that has a connection is this. 
what they talk about in the article is that it's always been thus, that um, in medieval church times, when the church was so powerful, um, they would have like Mardi Gras days where anything went and people could express themselves and do all these awful things and whatever because the next day it was all forgiven and the next day they went back to obedience. So we as humans get these releases like, you know, I mean, the cancel culture happened. Uh, some men were put in bad positions, but did anything really change? Does it ever happen to the institutions? No. The institutions love cancel culture because we're mostly doing it to our own citizens and our own selves, and it all happens on a level that's much lower down than the people in charge. So they love it when we get emotionally charged and do something and feel like something's happened. And to me, that's like being like the ocean, slamming up against the rocks on a cliff. Mm. You know, it feels like something's happening. It's violent. Mm -hmm. And it really doesn't do anything. Well, it's funny because oh, this is purely conspiracy, by the way. Like, this is what I'm about to say. I have no evidence for. Um, I, well, you know, as a kid, I really admired Johnny Depp, for example. And, you know, I noticed Disney last week brought Pirates of the Caribbean back to their front page. Like, on, on, um, mm -hmm. on Disney+. Plus. And in my mind, you know, they're, they're not really making content for, for, for my generation of people. A lot of us, you know, like there's, there's Star Wars right now. They have their Star Wars story. I'm sure there's some people at Disney that are like, let's make, um, let's make a lot of money off of a Pirates of the Caribbean TV series, you know, and we get Johnny Depp in. And... The, the far-reaching capability of, of, of legal teams at that level when, when that kind of money is involved, when there's millions of dollars of support. Because I remember when the case was going on, as someone who looked at Johnny Depp pictures pr previously, you know, because he was like an inspiration to me growing up. Like when I was a kid, I, I like looked up to him a lot. I remember that. I thought he was a really cool guy, you know, and I, I don't know how I, how I feel now because I, I don't know... I don't, I don't feel like any closer to the truth of the case, you know? I really don't because it felt to me like it was all choreographed. It really felt like it was planned out by someone else, even to the fact that someone on the stand farted, you know? Like if a, a girl was, was being interviewed and she farted, and of course they got the footage of Johnny Depp, you know, being appropriate and kind to her and just like, you know, not laughing and, and holding back a smile. It's like, to, to, to me, I, I, don't, I don't put it beyond institutions and governments and legal teams to, like, you know, completely fabricate what we consider to be existence in the same way that, like, oh, all these people can get canceled. And, you know, who's, who's really, um, there's no, what there's changes? no change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the issue is that it became uh, unbelievable news that you couldn't avoid if you looked 
on television or, you know, on the internet, you saw this trial. And it's just sad Hollywood people who have a lot of money and not a lot of cultivation of self. Really, really yeah. sad. And we're all watching and choosing sides and thinking of it politically. It's just a right. sad story. Right. Just a really sad story. And... Um, I mean, I think that that's part of being lava, deciding what we watch, what we pay attention to, what we focus on, and what we intentionally move ourselves without stopping towards. Anger, once you have that release, once the emotions are released, it's easy just to go back to real life. This needs to be threaded into the way we live. Everyone needs to really examine their values and live them uh, for themselves and then for the communities and then for the world, you know. It's, it's okay, but let me, do you have anything more to say about that? Because I got something else here. I mean, yeah, kind of. All right, go. I, I, I like, it really is hard. It's really hard to, to like, turn on the news and every day it's like dark stuff, you know? Yeah. And it's like we were talking about last time. It feels like you're saying that we need to like let rage become part of our identity, you know? No, just the opposite. It, it, anger is useful because it focuses what we're upset about, but you have to move beyond anger. It can't be the end point. And rage can't be, that's what I mean, hope Hope is the thing that needs to be a discipline. You need to have in your mind, I think, in my head, hope of what you want to see needs to be what you focus on, what you plan for, what you take baby steps for, what you give your money to, who you help in the world, and the stories you choose to read. All of it. Hope toward what you want to see happen and uh, the rage against what is bad it's like i just think and maybe this is maybe this is something maybe it's not anything but like a lot of a lot of bad shit happened in the wake of 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 covid and the pandemic and and you know maybe maybe the reason that 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 leaders and politicians are, are, are seeing that as an opportunity to, to take bad swings is because we're all in, we're all in self-care mode, you know, like we're all like protecting ourselves. I think our, our worlds all became smaller and more inward, you know, but I don't, but and so it's, I, I'll, I'll take, I, I, I'm not sure self-care is the right thing to, no, to self use self-survival like survivalist yeah. we're all in a survivalist state of mind yeah. now where Self it's like yeah I, I i you know i'm not saying this about me but i'm i'm saying i understand if people feel like oh i i i, I can't i can't go and um and um march you know for 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 this right or the other because um i've i've got so much stuff to deal with in my own life i can't miss a day of work anymore you know like i I, I, I can't I can't 
be sad at work anymore. You know, I, I need to, I need to make my, my money, like be there for my family, not show the fact that I'm hurting inside, you know, that, that argument. Why? No, no. I, I know it's not I, the right way to I, be. I don't. Right I, or wrong, I understand. You know, but I'm, I'm I, just saying, like, I do understand that. I do understand that. But I think if you start with a value-based idea of what it is to live a life, and what we do while we're here, mm-hmm. um, I think that you do find community and deep intention for other people's rights that have nothing to do with ours, because unless we pull everybody up with us, we're nowhere. I agree. I agree that that's the should, you know, that's what, that's what should happen. We all, you know, face mortality and, and like a collective way and, and we should come out of it with a, a stronger and deepened sense of brotherhood. But the way that, the way that that all happened was so messy you know, like it, I agree. That it, it, I, it I just understand. created huge divides, and and you know now the system that we live in is rife for for um, manipulation and abuse. Absolutely. I mean, look at the Otterman manipulation, and I don't know that. It, but that might be a service. I I don't know if I I actually think that that might be a service that he's doing for other people that really feel like they're otters. All right, I I have no, I have I don't have any concept of what that could be like, but I accept that. It, maybe he's doing a service, but maybe it's a manipulation. I've met I've met twelve year olds who tell me their fursona, and it, like in in a way that um, would would never be. Um, you know, I I think that I think that that was around when I was a kid for sure. Yeah, I think so. But I never, ever heard anyone bring it out into the public world. And upon meeting someone one time, he was like, yeah, he he, told me what his persona was. And it was like, whoa, okay. And you're not being judged for it, you know, like, or, and, and, and there's no fear of judgment either, which is, (laughs) you know, I, I mean, talk about, generational gaps like for me that that's so so distant from the truth that i live in but it's it's also probably a a great a great thing you know i'm not um, sure i think that every child who has a fursona probably needs to be aware that there are some people that would be safe to say that to and some parts of the world or our country that it would not be safe yeah that's true i mean that's true but like but like you know, that's what I like so much about like living in Silver Lake, for example, and going to the flea market is is the fact that you know there 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 are a bunch of high schools there, there are a bunch of college kids there, and like the people in 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 my age bracket, twenty five, you know, twenty two to twenty twenty eight, we're all like we I I thought that we were kind of cutting edge on 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 fashion and 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 you know the way that we um expressed ourselves through clothing and style but the next generation so much cooler like in in my opinion cooler like they're all out there they're all wacky they're all like you know really making statements and i i i think that's awesome i i i think that's a cool thing and 
you know, what if, what if, what if that became the norm? I mean, that's not, it, it, yeah, <laughs> it really hurting everyone to some middle ground. Who does that serve? Not right. us, not us. But that makes me think of, um, the time machine, I think it was by HG Wells. What about it? Just where he goes into the future really far and society is divided into two two groups and there's a group that live above ground and like don't work and they eat fruit and their their skin is like so soft that you could like puncture it with paper you know and and they just laugh and have orgies all day and then there's a group below ground and they're they're workers and their bodies are built like werewolves almost and they've just the way that the you know the two two uh factions have have grown you know it that was fascinating to me as a kid. And Maybe that's what this otter man is doing. He's trying to build the workers for H.G. <laughs> Wells' time machine. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a werewolf we're, one we're, soon. Were otters. <laughs> were otters. It's very funny that that is a, a subgroup of fursonas. I don't know how where what the origin of that must have been, because I've never even heard of a were otter. No, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's very new and very strange. All right, but I yeah, that's 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 all I have on on that. I mean, I, I we spun off into something else, but you were going to you were going to bring up another article, I think. Well, this is okay, so this is this is this is interesting to me. So there is a a beauty pageant that if they find out that um, there's been Botox or fillers used, filler enhancements to the face, the fines can be as high as $27,000. The the prize money for winning this is $66 million. Wow. Holy crap. And this is a real thing. So already you know it's in Saudi Arabia. Um, and it's at the Abdulaziz Camel Festival because of the amount of money. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> not yeah, the, it, that's not a Saudi Arabian uh, no, trade. It's, it's just the, the sixty-six the immense, million immense wealth. immense wealth. Right. Okay. And but so it's a camel festival, and people dye their camels fur to make them more beautiful. That's an $8,000 fine. They use Botox and lip fillers, so the lips are really pronounced. Um, they, they enhance parts of their bodies. Camel breeding is a big business, and in more countries than just Saudi Arabia. But um, the news is 43 camels, 43 camels, were disqualified wow. for using Botox. And then you go... For dyeing their hair or for using Botox? For dyeing their hair, using fillers wow. in their lips. Um, and not actually the camels, but the owners, the breeders. The breeders put the... The breeders do the all this stuff. filler in the camels' yeah, lips. It's huge business. But, you know, when you think of that, when you think of camels being paraded and having to have aspects of their physical selves change so that they are more uh, 
beautiful mm. to uh, a to men's yeah, to a human eye. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous, isn't it? Well, what what age bracket was the the beauty pageant? Not the <laughs> not the camels. <laughs> Wait, are these you know, young depending. camels or old camels? Oh, I'm gonna get you. you I'm gonna get you. Yeah. No, what, um, what what age if bracket? If these are old camels, then maybe they need the help, right? right? No, 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 no. What age bracket are the young girls? No, there are no young or girls. Young, the beauty the beauty pageant is strictly for camels. It's for camels. Oh, I thought that there were. I thought no. that it was two different events. No, no. They had like a beauty pageant at the same time that they had a camel competition. No. It's a oh. beauty pageant for camels, and the camels are getting both. And the boxes. winning prize gets six, sixty-six million dollars for the most beautiful camel. Six million dollars. Who won? I don't know. Now you're suddenly thinking camel breeding might be an interesting job. Get rich quick, Steve. yeah. <laughs> it's so incredible, isn't it? Camel competition winner. I don't know if that's a. Incredibly beautiful camel it, to it's, me. It's, you know, camels are questionable, as you know, in terms of beautiful in themselves, yes. But sure, sure. to make their lips over, I don't know. Did you see the pictures of the ones that had the lip filler? No, I didn't. I think these are them. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like certain housewives <laughs> Which shows. Which really hard to get away with, I feel like. <laughs> No, no, no Botox here. It's it's like the real fish lips. That's actually that's the filler. Yeah. Um, No. Yeah, that's who's on the who's who's deciding which ones have um, filler and not. No, they they are checked. They they are checked with uh, their musculature. They they have it's it's a big thing. They're they're put through machines. Wow. Yeah. It's so X-rays, um, sonar devices. It's elaborate. Who judges it? I can you imagine just, the panel? Like, I don't they, know. With sixty-six million dollars in the line, they're like, that's like a sleepless night over, you know, like deciding who the winner is because you. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. So you're, you'd, you'd be like. You'd be like getting Chinese food ordered, you know, and like staying up until. 4 a.m. for a week straight being like yeah this one's great but you know like <laughs> just constantly looking at pictures of camels and and trying to figure out if they're attractive to you or not but it really is easy to see the ones that have been uh, altered yeah it's uh really obvious yeah well i don't know i mean is that a normal camel are these all normal camel lips some of those, yeah, but the ones that look like fish lips, where yeah, they're yeah. they're separated like that, I I don't think so. That looks um. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it just when it I like I like the perspective, I like the paradigm shift to go. Oh, this is ridiculous! Changing camels so that they look like this or that. Come on, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of nice to then go, wait a minute, what are we doing? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Men and women who have all these things, what are we doing? 
it's kind of um well it's like a teaser for the next next one we do but ha have you seen um uh it feels mean to do this okay but don't do it then okay okay i i just it's not dane cook the fact that he got inject like I, I don't care that any if anybody gets plastic surgery but just dane cook had a whole vibe vibe change in his old age <laughs> That what what what? Do you happened? remember Dane Cook? Oh yeah, I know comedian. who he is. Does he does he want to be? He just presents like this, like. Oh my God. On Instagram Live, he's oh my like, God. "Let's catch up" is the caption, and and he's in his hot tub, like doing an Instagram Live. It's, it's a pretty shocking. Um, that is well, I, you know, maybe he's. It's so hard out here. Oh yeah. And you know now. People like Jason Momoa seem to be, it seems to be certain types, and he may be trying to fit a type, going, what am I closest to? Let me try to fit that. Yeah. There, I read an article about these big he-men who now cry a lot, who are these, they, they look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but they no longer have that dry, you know, militaristic thing going on. Um Evidently, is his name John Cena? John Cena. John Cena has a whole scene of crying and weeping. And the person writing the article said, I didn't know where this was going, if it was supposed to be funny. Because usually if a big man like that is crying, it's, it's humor. But it wasn't. And it was just like ugly crying. Um, in a TV show? Or in, just a, like in, in a movie. In, yeah. And I... I'm assuming it's a Marvel something I think or other. He, I think he cried a lot in um, the the recent show he was in. I forget what it was, but he played a superhero, and I think his superhero was like deeply sad, Regretful. which I think is cool. I think that's really cool. I think it's cool too. Someone wanted me to do um, an action movie. I told you about this. The I was like going to be like a, a killer guy in a, in some somebody's movie, and mm -hmm. like. I'm sick of I'm sick of tone deaf people that just go and kill for no reason, you know, or like what 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 is that what is that inspiring in the next generation? Like what who Agreed. who who cares? Who cares if you're aggressive? Like, but if you if you're if you're a survivalist and you've you're you're deeply expressing your emotions, suddenly there's there's a, a reason behind violence and it's not the real reason you know it's not like just violence for violence's sake but it's a metaphorical you know like i, I to, to me it's it's so much more interesting if somebody is in touch with their violent side and and and, and their emotional side as well i don't know i can't get behind violence Violence, vi yeah i agree i don't think violence is necessary but if you're gonna play that game i think that i think that you should like normalize experiencing emotions for you know because because what that appeals to is like the kid who's upset about not being tough enough you know in mm -hmm. school or whatever right and they live that fantasy out of like ah oh, like i i'm no one can take me down i can defend myself you know but like if you're gonna if you're gonna play into that you have to also show in my opinion that it's okay to experience your emotions so that that's the thing that they're left with and that I think will, you know, quell the violent, the violence within somebody. You know, like to to slowly propagandize that 
motive into into being something that you know can why, can be alleviated with with softness why, with with, with being just, gentle why can't we just educate children that you're you need to have the full spectrum of emotions there's no such thing as being like a boy or like a girl yeah. girl emotions boy emotions why can't we just say how our nervous systems work how our emotions work no one knows the difference between a feeling and emotion mm. where it comes from why can't we educate that i think that's a journey of a lifetime though for for a man and a woman you know for a man or a woman but what if it wasn't what if we started there what if we grew up with the information? It's been my, a journey of my lifetime, but what if it didn't need to be? What would happen if we didn't have these boxes that we felt stuck in or, you know, or things that we have to accomplish for a culture? What? It has to, all these things have to be sweeping changes. It has to be everybody or nobody, you know, because if you have one or two bad apples in a grade, you know, who, whose parents don't ever let them figure themselves out or, you know, like talk a certain way to the table. Be lava. Be lava. Just yeah, but, keep going. But, but, but bullies, bullies kill, you know. That's the unfortunate truth is that, but, you know. But bullies also really take advantage of being able to reach people with insecurities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I remember being, you know, there was this, this is not a great example, but it kind of, it kind of talks of what I want to say. There was this star of a TV show and he was flirting with me. I was very young and I was so impressed and he walked me. I was like, oh my God, he's such a huge star. And I was a guest star on his show. And he walked me to my car and he said, so which... Which one is your car? Because we were in the parking lot. And I said, this one. And it was a Nissan, a silver Nissan Sentra. And he looked at me and dropped me at that moment because oh, yeah. I wasn't cool. Because I drove a Nissan Sentra. And it was about one-tenth of a second that I cared because I immediately went, oh, you're, you're like that. Yeah. I, I don't care about cars. I never have. Yeah. I just don't care. One car looks like another to me. I just don't care. So if anyone tries to get at me about my car, it's useless. Oh, I had it. That's funny. So that had, so if, <laughs> if people are being bullied, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I had um, I got my first car. You remember me getting it? It was a '94 Forerunner, and it was a junk yes it was a thousand five hundred dollars and it eventually caught fire on the freeway like seven months do. after i bought it yeah. yeah it had decals on the side i loved that car it felt like a safari in it felt like you go to kenya on like a budget and and this is the car that you get <laughs> to drive through through the safari yeah you know um which made la a bit of an adventure and i really liked that mm. you know um but the, I was seeing somebody and I picked that person up in the car and she's like, is this, this is the car you got? And I remember it was like a snap for me. It was like, she was grossed out being in the car. She was grossed out that I picked her up in that car. And it was like, 
Oh, uh, yeah. I think we're, I think this is it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we ran our course. Yeah. Because if, you know, the, the, that, that's a great way to see a red, you know, a red flag. It's, it's a great way to bring out a red flag in someone. Do you, do you sure care is. about the material possessions I have? And what do you think would happen with a bully? If, if whatever it was that they bullied you about, if you went, oh, you're, you have those ideas? Oh, okay. I, I got your place. That's true, but you're you're. I didn't have the ability to 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 be that way as a kid. I didn't have I, that. But that's it. That's what I'm saying. That education, that education to understand and to go. What are your values? What is important? What isn't important? And then when the bullies come, you can go. Oh, I got you. I agree. It's more I mean, about you than me. Done. Yeah, I agree. But like. You know, yeah, even if you get that education, like what, you know, what, like sex education as a kid was like a joke. And then, and then, and then immediately moments after, moments after you leave the sex education class, everybody's making fun of what you learned. And it's almost like you're doing negative impact mm, work, mm -hmm, you know, like mm -hmm. that, that's the scary thing about kids is like you, you know. You go online for two seconds, you know, and you go to you go to some website and you immediately see the antithesis argument for for what they're teaching you in school. And then you think it's systematic, you know, education like anything else. And you're like, well, whatever they're telling me to do, I'm going to do the opposite, you know, and then and then the. I, I don't know. I, but there, rebellion is a crazy thing. I I understand that. But I also see the shifts in the generations I see how your generation is so much less complicated in terms of you know racial ideas and things like that it's just like really clear to you all so I, I go no it's possible just just keep dripping away a little lava a little lava it pre pretty soon it'll cover the rock and change it 